Okay, so I'm, I'm hoping, I know it seems like there's a lot left, but I'm hoping we should be able to finish the piece today. Because <clears throat> it's, uh, ho- hopefully we should be able to try. So again, just to get back into it, so again, we're learning the sugya of discovering one's own malchus of Torah, right? Discovering one's own personal lens through which one can perceive their chelik in Torah, and their chelik in Torah then colors all of Torah, and then even more reprati is to be able to mamish discern what to do, what's your avayda, what's your shlichas at every particular moment. So we talked about this, that there's really two parts of this process Rabbi Nachman is laying out for us. There's one that's called the, the building, I guess, you could, we've been calling it the kalim, to build a kalim of Malchus. That was learning Shas, right? Shas, Gemara, Davka, and Night. That's what, we, that's what Rabbi Nachman spoke about. And then you infuse within that uh, system that you've built with uh, Shas, and, Shas and Gemara, you infuse within that um, the meichen, the light of Malchus, which is through a holy nigan, through a, through a nigan, through an ish uh, kasher v'hagan, which is bechin of nevuah, and infusing that light of nevuah into into one's malchus, and then you could uh, be able to say about yourself, "Koyimar Hashem, this is what I'm supposed to do." So that's what we spoke about. Um, by the way, this is very uh, it's very timely. This time of year is very negative. This, I mean, for, well, I think I've met, maybe I mentioned this before. I don't remember if I mentioned this in the Kuda, that the word shas equals begematria. The word shin, right? I mean, shin, shin yud nun equals shas. It's the same, same gematria. The meaning of, of shin, which is a shane, which is your teeth. Your teeth means to grind something. In other words, this, this whole idea that we've been talking about is taking Torah, which is like cloistic and big and universal, and we all are the same. Engage, you know, when you engage in the cloistic of Torah, we're pretty much all the same. We all keep the same halachas, the same rules of Yargal Yavr, for example, you know. And then what we're talking about is, but, but because of that, it's somewhat impersonal. And it, and, uh, and it, it could even become um, frozen in time to a certain degree. The ability to be able to take that Torah and chew it down, and chew it up into Pratim, that makes it manageable to swallow and to ingest and to make it a part of oneself, that's the Kayach of Shas. That's Shas, that's the shame, that's the, the teeth. That's why, for example, by Pesach night, so the, what, everyone knows, so what's the main mitzvah of Pesach night? So I'm saying in terms of Dibur, so that's the Haggadah, but, the, but the, the fundamental mitzvah that we're trying to express with our Dibur is <laughs> to see yourself mamish, to see as if you're living Mitzrayim. In other words, the mitzvah of Pesach, Mitzvah has to be relevant. It has to be personal. It has to be something that's happening to you, not just this ancient event that took place once upon a time that has its ripple effects upon you, but it's, it's mamish you. Uh, the, when the Rasha asked the question, uh, the question of ma'avaydezayislachem is, is irrelevant to you. It's, it's archaic, it's old, it's, not, uh, it's ancient. So what do we respond to the Rasha? Av You break out his teeth, he's not using his teeth. You know, the teeth means to take a tire which is the claw, and make it personal. Everyone, the, 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 the Russia's problem is that Torah has not moved from that klal that is sort of um, distant and cold to move it into the prat and to discover his own malchus. That's what Pesach night is, that everyone sits like a king, right? 
that's part of it. I mean, Tzitz Mitzrayim, Bechlal, we, I, I think we, we spoke about this in the Sefer Yeshua Shir, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I quoted from Rav Tzaddik, that Rav Tzaddik writes, in fact, the whole ending of, of Golos Mitzrayim and Yitzis Mitzrayim as a hachana for Kabbalah Satira was really to give the Jewish people the ability not just to receive the Torah Bechlal, to receive the Torah Bechlal, you had the Avis, you had the Shvatim, you had the Shivim Nefesh, but this ending of going through Golos Mitzrayim and every single, and, and, and the Jewish people developing as a nation of, of, of individuals, of Shishim Riboy, right? To receive the Torah of Shishim Riboy, that the, the purpose of Golos Mitzrayim was to develop the Jewish people in such a way that we can receive a personal Torah, that the Torah of the Klal can then be chewed up and, and experienced and digested as the Prat. So the whole ending of Pesach, which is, you know, obviously about Yitzhak Mitzrayim leading up to Shavuot to Sinai, is really a celebration of not just something that happened to a people, but it's happening to you right now, and Mantar is happening to you, and, and it's in it making it personal. So that's the Russia. That's uh, the Russia says is So he's not hopping the the, the the personal relationship and the, the ability to digest Torah personally because he's missing his teeth. So that's why it's it's that's why it's also very very relevant to Purim. I mean, Purim is also you know the Gemara says that even after we receive the Torah in Har Sinai. So there was still uh, this distance the Jewish people fell from the Torah, right? There was a, there was, the Gemara says in Megillah that since our Sinai, we were forced, Nasev and Ishma, so there was always this like hesitation that we had, right? What was the hesitation? So everyone knows, different shittas in Chazal, but there's a famous Tanchum, the Major says the hesitation that the Jewish people felt after Har Sinai was in Tarsh Peh. It was in Tarsh Peh. Tarsh Peh, we can handle. Tarsh Peh, that's very, very difficult. Tarsh Peh, what makes the Torah feel, this, this feeling of alienation from the Torah, Kilo the Torah is something that's too difficult to bear, is because it's not your Torah. If it's your Torah, if it's your Neshama, if it's Torah San Neshama, then of course it's not uh, too difficult to bear, it's Mamashiu. So the whole Indian of the Jewish people, even after Har Sinai, still there being this somewhat of a hesitation of not being able to fully embrace the Torah, is vital because of this chesarin of the Jewish people developing their personal malchus. So the Gemara says that this was only this hesitation. So again, even though I just said that Golos Mitzrayim and Yitzis Mitzrayim was really to develop this ability of being able to receive not just the Kloliest Torah, because that would have been enough just to give it to the Shiv Nefesh, but rather to give it to each individual person befrat, the Bechina Shishim Riboy, so the, 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 the foundation was laid with the Yitzis Mitzrayim and Har Sinai, but it was still up to something missing until it comes Purim. And Purim, the Gemara says, we were in the the Torah B'Ahava. What changed? Rashi says, what changed by Purim is that we were officially now 100% able to realize that Torah can be digested. Torah can be fully digested. And every single Jew is Mama Shemelech. That's, that's, that's the whole story of Purim, right? The whole thing of Purim is that there's a king, but there's such a thing. That the, the whole story of Purim revolves around Mishnah Lamelech, second to the kings, trying to be the king. That's the way I mentioned this before. That's, that's the whole thing. Uh, Haman was trying to do that. But even the decree of Lahashman Lahargul Abbe to destroy, to annihilate the Jewish people, ultimately everything, in, like I mentioned this before, everything in Gashmi's is reflected of Ruchnias. Tyra, the Jewish people are just soul versions of Tyra. So, when, when Haman is saying that the Jewish people are, they don't, have, they don't have a firm grasp in the world, 
they don't re- they're not really a part of it. Yesh Namechel Mefuz Mefur Ben Amim. They're not uh, they're not part. They're not with it. They're not part of the world. They're not current. They're this ancient people that sort of is hovering. They don't really have anchors in the world. That's basically a reflection of what what Nebuch was the state of Torah before Purim, which is that Torah is also like hovering. It's not it's not Mesiyashi Velakelim. It doesn't uh, fully it's not fully digestible. It's not fully digesting. So comes Purim, and Purim is v'nahapechu, that the Jewish people, Mordechai actually becomes the Mishnah Melech, and the Jewish people, Mamish, <coughs> are, are able to take a firm grasp in the world. That's reflected. <coughs> Torah also then becomes digestible, and every Jew finds their own chelik in Torah, their own malchus. <coughs> and that's what Purim, uh, that's why the Gemara, we, 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 we you know, Nachman said that, that by learning Torah, by learning Torah at night, so when, in order for this to work, it has to be Tar Lishma. We spoke about this last week, right? That has to be Tar Lishma. You have to always remember that there's a. You have to. You have to always, you know, as you're developing your own your own malchus, you always have to make sure that you're still in line with Melech Malchi Amloch. So that's what Tar Lishma guarantees. The Gemara says he's referring to a Gemara Megillah. The Gemara says Eloshin that if a person learns Torah at night, Chut Shel Chesed, Nimshach Olav Bayayim that a. Uh, a, a, a ray of kindness is upon the person during the daytime. In other words, the way Rabbi Nachman is interpreting it means that if a person is learning Torah, it's very easy for it to turn into Shloy Lishma. So if a person learns Torah at night, we spoke about this last week, why that is, but if a person learns Torah at night, then there's a special Siat Lishma, a Chesed, to keep in the straight and narrow, to keep you Torah Lishma. That language of Chut Chesed is also mentioned by, by Esther. Because I'll say that Esther, according to one opinion, she wasn't so attractive. Why did everyone like her? Chutzel Chesed. She had a, a chain. There was a certain chain that she had. A Chutzel Chesed that she had upon her, because that's uh, that's the, to make Tyra attractive, make Tyra palatable. You know that that, that that's that's uh, that's this Indian of, of 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 developing one's malchus and always, you know, again making sure that it doesn't turn into uh, a tyranny, because that's always the concern. If you become a melech, maybe you become a tyrant, and you start. Uh, hating other people's malchus and try to take over everyone else's malchus. It's my way or the highway. Once you have your way. If you don't have a way, you know what I'm saying? With that, so if Torah is just this cloud, then you fall into the trap of being alienated and like, it's irrelevant. But once it becomes very relevant and it becomes your malchus, then what happens? Then I know the truth and no one else does. So there's always this, that's why there's this, you have this balance of, you know, ultimately it's my malchus and I, and I, and I have this personal understanding and awareness of what my mission is and what the truth is through the lens of my neshama. But I'm learning Torah Ultimately, I know that I'm not the only king. There's a melech malchim lochim, and my malchus comes from Hashem's malchus, and Hashem gave malchus to other Yidin too. So it doesn't take away, uh, doesn't take away from other people's malchus. <coughs> that's, that's the stuff we've been learning. Okay, so let's, 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 see, let's, try, to, let's try to move, and we'll try to, um, hopefully try to finish the piece today. Okay, so I think, I think we're up to, again, on page... In the printing that you have of your son, mm-hmm. I guess Beis and Beis, the left column, second to last paragraph, Isa Bekisviari. So this this paragraph, he sort of just uh, fills us in on, on on really what what we've been the, this whole tar we've been built off is the following idea: Isa Bekisviari, the Rizal in the Kisviari we find Kitzaparim Shabeklipa, the negative birds, right? Remember the negative negative nigan, Heimoichin Shabemalchus Deklipa. That's Again, it's all, everything is zelumazeh, everything is positive. Everything positive has its negative. So again, just like we saw that hearing the holy nigan 
infuses within one's within one's within one's life a clarity of your malchus. So so to zelumaza, hearing a negative nigan from uh, you know hearing a nigan from a Russian and so on that that that's the the, the opposite of that. It, it brings within a person what's called the the meichin, the, the light of the malchus of klipa. That's that's Haman. But the two holy birds, the two pure birds, that's called building one's Malchus of Kedusha. <coughs> so that's, again, that's what, we, that's what we've been talking about. That's the sugi over here. The building one's Malchus of Kedusha <coughs> through Shas and Gemara and then through infusing a sense of, of Moichen and, and R and clarity in that through the Negan. Again, but you're hearing a Negan from unkosher birds. In other words, hearing a negative Negan pollutes one's ability and uh, it distorts one's ability to, def- to find one's malchus. <clears throat> this is why David was praised in front of Shoal that when David Melch first showed up, so uh, he wasn't a threat to Shoal at the time, and Shoal Melch was told that he's a chash of a person because he knows how to, how to play music. And this was necessary for Shoal. Shoal was fell, falling into a, into a, you know, he was losing his meichen. So to build the Meichen of Malchus, so you need a nigan. So they told him, oh, David Melch knows how to sing a nigan and he's an ish kosher v'hagan. Kehenigini hibinin ha-malchus. Lakach roi malchus That's why David Melch ultimately is worthy of Malchus because he has all the ingredients necessary to build Malchus. On the one hand, he knows how to make a nigan. And, uh, and you also find that halacha kamais b'cholmokim, he was an expert in Tarsh Balpeh and Shas and Gemar. So he has all the necessary ingredients to develop a Malchus. And he was also extremely humble, so he always, he always was connected to that Tarlishma. And the Gemara in Brachas, we all know the Gemara in Brachas makes, an ex, makes a lot of, it's a, it's a whole sugi over there, the Gemara puts a lot of emphasis to, to clarify how Dovna Melch was Isaac and Tar at night. That his mamish kamat didn't sleep, he was snam nim kasos, and some different shitas in the Gemara. But you see this like preoccupation that Dovna Melch, like, we have to figure out a way how he wasn't sleeping at night. Because these are all the ingredients necessary to build a Malchus. Again, it says in Pasuk, by David Melch, Hashem Imai, Hashem was with him. And the Gemara interprets that means Halacha Kemaisa Bechol Makim. David Melch was the expert in Halacha, that Shas and Gemara. He was Yidei Nagin, he knows a Nigan, and uh, he was learning to at night. So that's all the ingredients to develop one's Malchus. That's David Melch. The Zesha Kasavetz, that's what it says about in Tehillim, Miachar Alois Heviu. That after that, uh, that from amongst the, 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 the maidens, from amongst the, the young women, he was raised up. In other words, uh, it's being described as if Dovna Melch is emerging from a place that's full of, of young mothers, of young women. Because that's the Indian of, of, of the, this is a little bit, we're not, I'm not going to explain this too much. This is just, uh, we're just going to go through the piece, but just, means the, the Indian of nursing is connected to the Midas of Netzach and Hoid, which are the Midas that, that nurse Nevoah, which is the bidding of Malchus. Okay, like, uh, we're not, uh, okay, leave that for some other time. We'll talk about that, but that's, that's not for now. Okay, let's go back. So this is going back to the original story. Remember, we started, this whole Torah started with a story from Rabbi Barachana about this frog, right, that was the size of 60 houses and was then swall- swallowed up how did it go? It was swallowed up by a, by, a, by a snake, and then a bird ate the snake and sat on a tree, and Rabbi said, look how big that tree must have been. That was the statement of Rabbi Chana. So what does that mean? So 
says Rabbi Chana, I saw this frog, Pirsha ben Shmuel. Again, the Rashbam says, Tzvardeya, it means Tzvardeya. What's a Tzvardeya? Hainu Tzipardeya. Tzvardeya is a combination of two words, like we saw in the first year from, uh, from uh, the Sharuch HaKadosh. Tzipardeya, a bird that brings das. So already you see that Rabbi Chana is talking about this Indian of being able to hear a holy nigan that infuses within a person a das, a, a deep awareness of their chelik and Torah to build their malchus. And this frog was as big as what? As the city of Hagronia. Miloshin, why, why, why is it called Akra Dagronia? Miloshin says, It's a lushan of, of calling with the throat. In other words, Akra comes from the word Zikar to, to, to call out, to say. Hagronia, Goroin means the throat. In other words, this is a reference to the ability of song, of nigin, of of, of, of the croaking of the frog. So again, that, that singing, that song is coming out of this frog. In other words, again, this is all a hint to this Indian that Rabbi Rukhan is telling us that to what, what we'll see in a second, to find your malchus, you have to have the kayach of hearing a nigan and, 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 and hearing this, uh, this nigan come from Manish Kasher. And that's again this frog, ki akra dagranya, the frog that's emanating sound from its voice. Va'akra Dagronia says the Gemara in this city, Kamahavi, on a simple level, the city of Hagronia, how much how big was it? Shitin Bati, sixty houses. Oh, that's sixty, that's Shas. Hainu, Ma Tasakin Bechinas How does one have the ability to connect to this frog that emanates the voice of Akra Dagronia, the voice that comes out of the throat of a, of a holy nigan? How does one connect to it? Aide Shitin Bati through the sixty houses. Hainu Aide Shitin Mesechtas, that's the sixty Mesechtas of Shas. And that's, that's, that's amazing. He says, and Rabbeinu Shmuel makes a comment on this line of how big was Akra Dagronia, 60 houses. Tamud the Gemara is saying this. The Gemara is saying this, right? So that's a simple over. Shmuel is just saying that this is an interruption in Rabbi Rechana's statement by the Gemara explaining what the Indian, you know, how big was city, the city of Agronia. So Rabbi Nachman, in his way, is explaining that this is not an interruption. This is a hemshech of the sugya. The, the, again, the, the Rabbi Khan is saying you have to hear a nigan from a holy, you have to be makash yourself to the nigan that comes from the holy birds. That's the Tzvardeya Akra Dagronia. And then the Gemara is telling us, but how do you connect to that? How do you have the kalim to receive that properly? The answer is two things. Shitan Bati, the 60 houses, that's Mishnayis, that's Shas. And then Talmud Kamarla, and then to also say Talmud. In other words, Mishnayis and Gemara. Then Rabbi Rukhana continues, Asa Tinina Bala, a snake came and swallowed up the, the frog. Pirsha Rabbeinu Shmuel, and what is Rabbeinu Shmuel about to say over here? What does the Rashbam say? Rabbi Kamarla, this is going back to Rabbi Rukhana. So what does that mean in our context? Hainu, that there's a concern. That if you learn Torah Lishma, says Kavaldik, then you'll be able to hear the Nigan. But if you're learning Torah Shaloy Lishma, then you'll be swallowed by a snake. All the, the, the Torah is going to fall into the Sitra Achra. And instead of being a healthy Melech, you're going to be like the Nachash. What was the Nachash? The Nachash said, to Adam and Chava, you'll be like God. You'll be a king. But a king that's disconnected from Melech Malchim Lachim. So, Vizesh Shapir Shabin Shmuel, that's what the Rashbam is saying. Rabba Kamala, that if you're learning Torah, Hainu, Aidesha Yilmai Bishil Shi Rebbe, if you're learning Torah because you want to be Rabba, so then you're going to be swallowed by a snake. So that's what the Gemara, that's what, that's what he's saying. Rabba Kamala, if you if, 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 if words, the explanation of why the snake came, and the snake comes and swallows the, 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 the frog, is because Rabba Kamala, it's because you're, you're saying the Mishnais and the Gemara, Rabba, you're saying it because you want to be a Rebbe. 
That's a problem. So how do we avoid, how do we avoid uh, the Nachash? So Asa Pushkansa. So says the Gemara, a, a, a bird comes. Pirisha Ben Shmuel, Oyrev. Oyrev is not just a bird, it's a, it's a raven, right? A, a crow. Hainu. So what's the Eitzah? The answer is, by learning Torah at night, Ben Arvis. Again, Oyrev is Loshan of Arvis. Erev. So if you learn Torah at night, that's an Eitzah to swallow the snake. In other words, to, to avoid Ubola, Hainu. Umogin Oven Anachash. It protects you from the snake by learning Torah at night. And then the Gemara explains, what's the eighth, what, what does learning Torah night do? So then the bird goes and, and perches itself on a tree. Pirisha Marsha, and the Marsha explains, Babasra <coughs> over there, Shibachinas Avram, that even the Marsha, old Mepharshim realized that this is all a marshal, it's got to be something else. So the Marsha says, Ma'alach, but the Marsha points out that this tree that's, re- that's referenced over here, is a reference to Avram Avinu, that it says about Avram Avinu, that he planted a, uh, a tree, right? And that's how he was Makar of people, right? He brought them and he fed them and so on. And he's Makar of people like that. And Avram Avinu represents kindness and, and chesed. That chut of chesed, of rachamei shemaim, of chesed from shemaim, that the Rabbani Shalom infuses down upon a person that's learning Torah with Mesir Nefesh at night, Protects the person from falling into the into the into the into the problem of the snake of learning Torah that protects a person and that's what the Gemara is hinting to that if a person learns Torah at night so there's a special siyat shemayim special chesed like Avram Avinu's midav chesed a special chesed from Shemayim to protect the person from falling into shloishim again why that works how that works that we, that we spoke about last week why learning Torah at night has this specific skula. Of protecting a person from falling into Tarshalay Lishma, but that's uh, that's what it says. And Tachazi, the Gemara finally ends off. Tachazi, Kama Nafish Chela See how powerful that's that that tree is. Hainu Shiraba Matmias Atzma. The Rabbis Mamish Nispol from uh, from the Sol Sugyish. A Kolkach Gavar Leinu Chazday. That Hashem has so much Chesed upon us that not only does He allow us to be kings, right? That's already a kindness. He gives us the, the number number one. He gives us a tire. Fine. That's already in the serious Nefesh. Number two, he gives us a Torah that it's mamish like, that he gives us a Torah that we should digest it and mamish like our Torah. That you're the Melech, not just the Ebed, that you're mamish the king. And not only that, but in the process of doing that, of, of trying to discover your Malchus, the person himself is falling into the Shleil and Afal Pik, and the Rabbanu Shalom helps you with that also. So Rabbanu Shalom is mamish, uh, mamish uh, kind. He's giving you everything you need, and he's helping you along the way that you should be successful in it. So that's kama kama nafish chayladi lan. Look how powerful the chesed of Hashem is. Shakolkach gavrli nechazday. Shafil azay yachalagin. That even even the person's learning shloishim, the rabbanu shem protects the person in such a way as well. Ubezeri yisyashiv hasmichas shel hamishnah. And with this, we could also explain a mishnah in Pirkei that also needs explanation. One of the most difficult things in in, in learning Pirkei is like the hemshach. Every line of Pirkei is very nice, and, and you can understand it, but like. The flow of the mishnah—that's always the most difficult thing. So, so with this, we could take a mishnah perkiyavis and explain the hemshech. It says in the mishnah perkiyavis, "Asay lecharav," right? That you should make yourself a, for, make, make yourself a rebbe. Ukenei lechachaver, choir for yourself a friend. Avidonis kolodim lekafschos, and judge each other favorably. What's the shaykes between these things? So he says like this: It's all talking about our sugya. When a person hears the nigin, <coughs> like we said before. Again, that builds one's malchus. So, v'zeh aseh lecharav. Aseh lecharav doesn't mean 
I mean, again, on a symbol, it means find the Rebbe for yourself. But a Selechorav means make for yourself, and make yourself into a Rav. Make yourself into a Melech. Build your Malchus. Again, and how do you build your Malchus like we've been saying? It means Shas and Gemara at night, and hearing a Nigan, and that infuses within your system a clarity and an absolute vision of what your Avayit is and what your Shlichus is and what your purpose in life is, and having that Nevuah contained within you of like, this is, this is what I'm here for. That's a Selechorav. Again, Hanishayisakim Bechinas Malchus. Vizeh al Yedei, and how does one do this? So the Mishnah hints, Kenei Lechachavar. Kenei Lechachavar. Hainu, Ayidei Kana. Kana means, again, the windpipe. So Kana, L'chachavar, that the windpipe should be your friend. In other words, through the Kayach of Inigin. Sha'akol Yaitzimenu, the voice that comes out of the windpipe. Shemachaber hashnei kruvim liyais panim bepanim kemer ish v'lovayais bizman sha'aisim ritzayna shalmakim. Okay, so, so, Kenei L'chachavar means is a hint to this idea of, again, Kana, that a person has to be able to hear a nigan in order to in order to establish and to discover one's malchus. And Yonachman says, and this inyan of nigan, of infusing the, the ar and the clarity and the nevuah into one's malchus, is this, it, it, what that results in is being with the Rabbanu Shalom face to face. Just like the Kruvim were face to face. What does it mean face to face? It means, face to face means a certain level of equality, Right? So even though there could be, you know, not, you know, if you have two people, they're facing each other face to face. That's a sense of like, okay, you're you're chashav and I'm chashav. So this inning of establishing your malchus with the rabbanish loyim. In other words, the rabbanish loyim is obviously the melech malchim lochim, but I'm also a melech, and the mishnah melech to be able to speak to the king face to face in such a way. That's this inning. So this, this discovering your malchus means being able to face the rabbanish face to face, to be able to uh, to say that. I have, uh, I have, I have a malchus. Just the bunch was bigger than me. There's no question about it. In this relationship, he's he's God and I'm not. But there's a certain sense of of um, of uh, confidence that a person has within themselves to be able to look at God face to face. That's kenei l'chachaver, and so through and that's and that's specifically coming from the nigan part of things. You understand because that inyan of infusing with you know of infusing within the system the nevuah that comes with that nigan, that's clarity. So there's a certain, you know, that, that ability to look at someone in the eyes, it, it takes a certain confidence, right? People that, are, that, that never <coughs> suffer from low self-esteem very often have a hard time looking people in the eye. To look at someone in the eye means that you know who you are and you're willing to, to expose yourself in such a way. That, this, knowing your malchus to such a degree that you're able to look at God face to face means that you are absolutely confident that what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. And that absolute confidence comes but with, again, learning Shas and Gemara at night, but then it being infused with a sense of nevuah and Ruch HaKadosh, and absolute clarity that comes with that nigan. So only when that nigan comes and infuses within you that absolute certainty that this is my avayda and I'm doing my shlichas properly, then you can look at the Rabbanu face to face. And this is why Chazal say that when the Kruvim were looking at each other, what's the language of Chazal? They were looking at each other, that was when what? When Oysim Ritzanish Lomokim, when we would do Hashem's will. When we weren't doing Hashem's will, they would turn around. That language of Oysim Ritzanish Lomokim is a funny, I don't know, when we were uh, keeping to our mitzvahs, when we were tzaddikim, I don't know. Oysim Ritzanish Lomokim. That term of Oysim Ritzanish Lomokim is way beyond just keeping to our mitzvahs. 
Ritzani Shalmaka means I'm doing what the Rabbana Shalom wants of me. The Ratz and Hashem is, 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 is meaning you know, to, to be able to say that besides the Kloyas Atar, but like Lamaisa, my, I'm doing what the Rabbana Shalom wants of me. That's, that's this in the finding your own Malchus. <coughs> right. It's the ending of Ratzayin Bailov, knowing what the husband really wants and says and needs, beyond him having to be able to articulate. I'll give an example. Uh, the Gemara says, uh, it's famous, Machlech is Rabbi Shem, Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel said that, uh, that a person should learn, to, you know, the Gis Yom Velayla, Kipshutai, and I, what about Parnasa? So Rabbi Shem, Rabbi said, okay, if we're Oisim Ritzayin Shalmakim, then Malach the Nasa says, the, the Parnasa will be taking care of other people. If we're not Oisim Ritzayin Shalmakim, then Anachana. So that means, and the Farshim point this out, that means that we say in Krishna, Bahaya in Shemaya, that it says in Pasuk, if you listen to Hashem's mitzvahs and you keep all the mitzvahs and so on, then Vesafat de Ganecha, then you'll be able to make a Parnasa. It means according to Shemin, that's what? That's not Oismer Tzana Shalmachim. How does it say? It says, Vahaya in Shemaya Tishma. It says, if you listen to the mitzvahs and you do everything you have to do, that's not Oismer Tzana Shalmachim. So then what is? The answer is, Oismer Tzana Shalmachim is beyond keeping mitzvahs. Oysman Son of is be able to look at Hashem in the eyes and say, I am doing my shlichas. I am, I, I've, I've discovered my malchus and I'm building my malchus properly and I have that clarity and that confidence. That's something else. That's why Rishim Ba'echai doesn't, Rishim Ba'echai doesn't just say like, if you're learning Torah, the Mimela, the Parnas will be taken care of. No, no, if you're Oysman Son of Because when you're, when, when a Melech is taken care of. So the only way for a person to be taken care of by the, by the Velt is if you're a Melech. Being a melech is more than just keeping mitzvahs. Being a melech means this embracing your purpose in life and, and, and being masak in your corner of the world, of, of being the melech. And that's uh, being the Maishar Abeinu of, of your life. That's what it means to be a melech. You do that, that's Aisim Rishon HaShemokim. Then, Malach Tanas is the So that's what he's saying over here again. So I say make Rav, make yourself into a, into a melech. In other words, in other words, learn Shas and Gemara. That's what the word Rav is a specific reference to. Why, why, you know, why does the Mishnah, if the Mishnah is talking about building your Malchus, why does it use the Lashon Rav? The answer is because it's going in stages. The first sentence, I say Lecha Rav, is talking about the first stage of building the Kalim of your Malchus, which means Shas and Gemara. That's Rav, right? That's a, that's a, it's a, it's, it's the, the ingredients of building your Malchus that starts off with just becoming first the Talmud Chacham of Mishnais and Gemara. Then, kinei l'chachavr. Then, you kinei, then you have the, the sound, the voice, the nigan that comes from the kana that gives you the ability to be a chavr, to be a friend with the Rabbani Shalom, to look face to face with him. And he continues, Now that you've established yourself as a melech, and you have a clarity of what your purpose is, and what emes is, vis-a-vis your neshama, now, now there's a possibility of abusing that malchus and trampling over other people. Because you can say, well, I know the truth. I know the truth, the absolute clarity of what the Avayid of Tosh and Peidalit is. And this other guy is uh, not doing it. And he's not listening to, he's not, he's not doing the Avayid. So I can become very upset and I could start, uh, start saying not nice things about other people who are not doing the Avayid of Tosh and Peidalit. So this is where the Mishnah then goes on to say, One person I could give Chaim to, because he's following the orders, and the other guy I could kill, because he's not following the orders. And the world will become destroyed like that from Achleikas. So the Mishnah then ends off 
judge another Jew favorably. doesn't want the world to be destroyed. He wants the world to be populated with many different people. In other words, this comes with the humility of knowing that yes, I have my malchus, which means I have an absolute certainty that the avoid of Tavshem Beidal it is ABC. But I'm humble enough to know that the Rabbana Shalom also could appoint other, other, other kings. And from that person's perspective, from his neshama, the Avayda Tavshem Pei is the exact opposite of what I think it is. And that's also true. This is where you find, by, by, by the big tzaddik, and nowadays it's not, uh, you know, nowadays, I'm talking about the earlier generations when you had like real machlekesim, you know, like badness. So, when you, and I'm talking about, listen, you could go back to Chazal, Basham Basil. You know, and all the way to earlier generations where you had, um, you know, big machlekesim. These sadikim were why? Why were they so like like with us? Like if you if you learn a sugya, okay, is a Rambam and a Ravid, a Rashi and a Taisvis, uh, an Abayi and a Rava, Rav and Rabbi Yechana. At the end of the day, when you learn a Gemara, Abayi and Rava, you hear both sides. Well, you, you, you like like I can't I cannot hear anything but Abayi. Like Abayi's pshat is so like okay, I hear Abayi, I hear Rava. So why is Abai and Rav? Why are they so tzitzed about it? Like why are they? I could they mysterious nefesh, you know? Uh, yeah, you learn okay. So even Moksan Tzadikim, right? So Rabbarch Mezhibiz uh, against uh, the Bardichiver. So you can't hear both sides. Rabbarch Mezh. No, this is the way. That's the way. The answer is because they had a malchus. They really had a malchus. They 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 had a ruach and and a sense of mamish clarity. This is the truth, and it absolutely was the truth from their neshama, but they were big enough to recognize how we've done it, so there's other shorshi neshamas too. The problem is, when the hamaynam, you know, we understand this, when the hamaynam gets involved, and it's, uh, you know, then they just see black and white, that's ready. But, uh, but this Indian of tzaddikim, mamish, this is again, where, where, where there's an absolute certainty on, on, the, on the side of a particular tzaddik, that this is the truth, and he's 100% right vis-a-vis his neshama. But there's also recognition that there's other shosh in neshamas. And that's what it means. Let's just end off. The last couple paragraphs are really just a, a, a chazar of this whole thing. So this is really the last paragraph. So we'll stop with this in Bez Hashem. I guess next time we'll, we'll begin Torah Dalad. I've personally never heard this, uh, this, this uh, statement, but I guess this was a, a popular saying, I guess, in Yiddish at the time, that this, this, ex, this explains why there's such a popular statement in the world, I don't know what the Yiddish version of this was, but uh, that, shayt, that, that chazanim are, 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 are fools, something like that. So that's, uh, that's what the statement was. Why, why, what's this Indian? So he says, is because what's the situation of Gaul? The situation of Gaul is, is that the Malchus of Kedusha is, is falling apart and, and it's not being built. So therefore, therefore what? The Kayach of Negina, which is such a major ingredient in building Malchus, is in Gaulus. So shehinim shechas masar de neviim, which comes from where neviim come from. The bechinas meichin v'das the malchus of kedusha, mamish the meichin and das of kedusha of malchus of kedusha. The avshesh of malchus begolus, and now their malchus is in golus. So lachas kam v'kam the kaiyach of nigin is in golus. Valkin hanigina nifgemes. So so nigin is also very much damaged. Valkin hachazanim so chazanim, which are bali nigina, but dafke at a time of golus, heim beloy das. They don't have any das. In other words, the whole inyan of of nigin is what is to infuse das into one's malchus. Again, malchus, das means skashras and understanding and a full, like, full clarity that this is the Indian. 
and that level of das is Nebuchadnezzar. So therefore, the, we see the the mamish the opposite. It's always like that. Either when something is is holy, it's mamish developed. When it's when it's when it's in gol, it's this mamish the opposite of what it can be. It's the opposite of itself, you know. So instead of nigin infusing das, now nigin infuses the opposite of das. It makes a person confused and like moody, right? So if a guy, <laughs> it's like it's like who, what are you feeling right now? Depends what nigan I'm listening to, right? So if I'm listening to a happy nigan, I'm happy. If I'm listening to a sad nigan, I'm sad. So what? So what? Where's your das? Right? So there's an Indian that, 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 that it happens to be the storm do talk about this in the nigan that's able to move you from one mood to the next. But there is some level of 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 a uh, you know that, that's what he's saying that that never in Golis, there's when nigan is damaged. So then it's, it's the opposite of Das. It doesn't infuse clarity. It makes a person even more confused. And the Chazonim that sing these Nagunim, the saying goes that they are, they are Shaitim. That's what, the, that's what he says. Avalos, but this is all in Golas. Lasid Lavai, Sheyesala Malchus Kedusha, where the Malchus of Kedusha will be rebuilt. Vayeshem Lamelech Akol Aretz, Azaytesala Vetushlam Hanagina. Then what? Then the Nagina will, will return to its proper place in infusing clarity and certainty and, and das into the system of Malchus, the Bechina's das to Malchus to Kedusha, the das of Malchus, Shemishanim Shechas Hanagina Kanal, which again is where Nigan comes from. Vizil Kimelech Kolaretz, that Hashem is the Melech of the whole world, Elokim Zamru Maskil, sing uh, uh, beautiful, complicated songs to Hashem. What does that mean in our context? It means like this. When Hashem will be the Melech of the whole world, and, and this is the amazing Torah that he's saying over here, that Hashem being the Melech of the world doesn't just mean that he's recognized as the king. It means that every single Jew embraces that Malchus and becomes a piece of that Malchus. When the, when the world becomes a place of Hashem's Malchus, in this way that every Jew finds their Malchus, then Nigin is going to be used in a way that infuses Seichel. And that's going to be part of building the Malchus of Kedusha. Nigin will find, it will receive its connection to its cherishing Kedusha. This is, by the way, it's interesting, this is probably the Peshat also, why Rav Nachman is making, why, why, are we, why are we trying to uh, figure out the depth of a statement that people say? Like, okay, people talk, it's uh, the answer is that when people talk, it means that, that, that that's, uh, Rabbi Nachman in this Torah is, even, he's, is trying to rebuild the Malchus. He's putting an effort to rebuild the Malchus. Even when people say, what, what does this saying mean? Margot means, eh, that's how people talk. Without das, without a real consciousness, it just uh, became a shprach that people use. But, that, but if that's the shprach that people use, it means there's a truth to that. There's a truth to that. You know, that's a truth that's coming from the people, not from on high. But from the people itself. In other words, this, it's re, the, the, giving chashivas to margla b'pumid inshi, giving chashivas to statements that are just coming out of the hamaynam, is recognizing the innate malchus that people have. They might not themselves know what their malchus is, but it's coming from there. This is why in the Gemara we find this, right? Rava in particular, I think it's Rava very, more often than not, used to say, Hainu da amri inshi. That's what people say. This is the Pshan, what people say. What's the meaning of that? The answer is because that's what's going on. They're trying. The, the Gemara is trying to, to to build up the malchus of the people. Is that instead of it just being being told what to do from on high, you have your shersh and neshama, you have your malchus, and and sometimes it emerges in this way. Hainu, hainu
That's why, again, I might be wrong if, 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 it, if it's not Rava usually saying Hayyad Amrinshi, the one about to say, just scratch it. But if it is Rava, then, you know, the Gemara says, um, you know, the, the, uh, it's very, very quickly. But this is only if it's Rava, I'm not sure. But if it is Rava, the, the Arizal says the Sharsha Nasham of Rava was lost in light. It says in Pasuk regarding light that when light was captured, that it says they took they took Lavan, the es kol rechushai Lavan and all of his possessions. Ben Achi Avram, light was the nephew of Avram. So the Rizal says it doesn't make sense. The pasuk it should say light Ben Ben Achi Avram, the es kol rechushai. No, it says light the es kol rechushai Ben Achi Avram. So the answer is that the Rosh Tevis of rechushai Ben Achi is Rosh Tevis Rava. Means the Nisham of Rava was lost in that matzav of light. What was light? Avram Avinu is the Melech. Avram Avinu had the status of a Melech, as I'll say. And Avram Avinu has wealth and power and authority and hashpah and influence. Avram Avinu is establishing Hashem's Malchus, and he is the first Melech. What's light? Who's light? Light is this uh, guy that's sort of uh, also trying to be the king, you know. He's also trying to be the king. And so he's making problems. So he, and that's why even when he goes to Sadaim, so he becomes like uh, the hush of a person in Sadaim at that time, right? So the meaning of light is... In, in, the underdeveloped bechin of light is um, is trying to be a melech when you're not worthy of it. But in Kedusha, light means, no, Avram Avinu is the melech, but I can also be a melech. I also have my nesham, I also have my sharish, I also have my chelik and tar, that's okay. So that's Rava. That's Rava. So Rava, therefore, again, if I'm right, I'm not sure, but if I'm right, then Rava is the one that says, Hainu Damriyanshi, because he's also giving that Hashivas. Rava is also the one, there's a Gemara, and Rav, the Gemara says that Rava said <coughs> that Tamid uh, are compared to a nut, to a, to a um, uh, I can't remember the name of the nut, a nut that has a very hard shell, like a, a walnut. Why, why is it compared to a walnut? So Rava said, because a walnut could be in the dirt, in the mud, in the schmutz. And you just crack the shell, but the, the, the nut inside is mamish pure. That's the rabbi talking about himself. So you can have a person that's, you know, not so refined. But deep down, there's an akud of, uh, there's truth there. Hainu Rinchi, the person has to have their malchus. Okay, it's ready late. Shansha blesses, we zakhat to find our malchus, our chelik and from there, conquer the whole world of mamish of Hashem.